season four, episode 19, March the 19th, 2022. Hi, I'm Lewis Lampley. Welcome to this edition of Journey of Discovery. In this episode, I will do a two-part exposition on King Agrippa's statement to the Apostle Paul. In Acts chapter 26 to 25, Paul said, 25 I should say to 28, those are the verses. Paul said, I'm not out of my mind, most excellent Festus, but I am speaking true and rational words. For the king knows about these things, and to him I speak boldly. For I am persuaded that none of these things has escaped his notice. For this has not been done in a corner. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know that you believe. And Agrippa said to Paul, In a short time, would you persuade me to be Christian? In a short time? Will you or do you think you would persuade me to be a Christian? Well, in Acts chapter 11, verse 22, we find some more information about that word Christian. The report of this came, that is the report of how the believers were maturing and growing in Antioch. So the the text says, the report of this came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he came and saw when he came and saw the grace of God, he was glad. And he exhorted them to remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast purpose, for he was a good man, that is, bottomless, full of the Holy Spirit and faith. And a great many people were added to the Lord. So bottomless went to Tarsus to look for Saul. And when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. For a whole year they met with the church there and taught a great many people. And in Antioch, the disciples, it is, were first called Christians. Dr. Luke, the physician, is the writer of the book of Acts, and he was given to details. Watch this. And in Antioch, says Luke, the disciples were first called Christians. The Greek word translated Christian in Acts chapter 11, verse 26, literally means the Christian community. So when you hear the noun Christians, focus on this thought, the Christian community. The word Christian is found only in two other places in the New Testament, and we will get to those. Here's one. And Agrippa said to Paul, In a short time, would you persuade me to be a Christian? That's Acts chapter 26, verse 28. And yet, if anyone suffers as a Christian, this is Peter talking about as a Christian, Let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in that name. Acts 26, 
verse 28. Now there is widespread confusion as to what a real Christian is, a real biblical Christian is. That's why we are going to spend several episodes explaining what a biblical Christian is and examine some Christian attributes and attitudes. Dr. Albert Martin wrote a small pamphlet titled, What is a Biblical Christian? Now that pamphlet will aid us in this present journey. First, according to the Bible, a Christian is a person who has realistically faced the problem of his or her own sin. His or her own sin. Why? Because sin has to be atoned for. Before the birth of Jesus, the angel, that is, that messenger, the angel Gabriel, said to Joseph, She, Mary, will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. And here's another one. Right into Timothy, Paul said, This sin is trustworthy and deserving full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the foremost. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15. And in Romans chapter 5, verse 12, Paul said, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and the death through sin and so death spread to all men because all sinned. We further read in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 22 For as in Adam all die so also in Christ all shall be made alive. In Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 20 we read again Surely there's not a righteous man on earth who does good and never sins. And I hear Jesus is again. Jesus said to some of his listeners, But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council. And whoever says you fool will be liable to the hell of fire. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Matthew chapter 5, verse 22 and 28. The point we want to grasp from this episode is this. Sin is a problem. I want you to hear that well. Sin is a problem. Although we love it, we participate in it, and some, some of us live to sin. Sin is a problem. Listen to a few of the few more passages concerning that. Here's one. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked or sick. Who can understand it? Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9. Jesus said to a group of men, 
forth from within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, and adultery. Mark chapter 7, verse 21. And then Jesus said this, Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice, for I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. That's why I came. I came to seek and to save that which was lost. Matthew chapter 9, verse 13, and Luke chapter 20, verse 9. Now we know, the text says, now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be stopped and the whole world may be held accountable to God. Romans 3.19 And finally, there is the white throne judgment. John said, I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne, and books were opened. Then another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged by what was written in the books according to what they had done in Revelation chapter 20, verse 12. So after hearing or listening to the above passages, can you say for sure that you are a biblical Christian? One has to take seriously are you one who has taken seriously your problem of sin? Your problem of sin. Second, a biblical Christian is one who seriously, who has seriously considered the divine remedy for sin. Here's some passages. John 3.16, 1 John 4.10, Ephesians 2.4, John 14.6, John 1 29 there are several and what I want you to do when you have some time let me encourage you to take some time and read some of the passages I cited after reading them I trust that you will be convinced that the Lord Jesus Christ is God's divine remedy for sin and through him alone is the only way to become a Christian, to become a biblical Christian. William B. Bradbury wrote this one for him. Just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me, and that thou biddest me come to thee, O Lamb of God, I come. I trust that the Lord will warm your heart, that he will open your eyes, that you can say to him, I come. And of course, you can only do that as the Lord Jesus Christ opens your heart, remove the heart of stone, and the Holy Spirit moves in to regenerate that dead soul of yours. Then you can repent and exercise faith. I trust you would do that. Well, here's a praise response. Psalm 36, verse 7. How precious is your love and kindness, O God. Therefore, 
children of men put their trust in the shadow under your wings. Put their trust under the shadow of your wings. Paul wrote to Timothy and said, Christ came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the foremost. First Timothy chapter 1 verse 15. Yes, Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. He, Jesus, is the only mediator between God and man. He is the son issue in that enlightens. He's the physician that heals, the wall of fire that defends, the friend that con that comforts, the pearl that enriches, the ark that supports, and the rock to sustain under the heaviest pressure. He is seated at the right hand of the throne of God, at the right hand of the majesty on high. He is better than angels, better than Moses, better than Aaron, better than Joshua, better than Melchizedek, better than the prophets, greater than Satan, and stronger than death. That's the Jesus we are to trust. That's the Jesus who saved us. That's the Jesus who keeps us. That's the Jesus who defend us moment by moment before a holy God. Well, that's it for now. I'm wishing for you an amazing day. So cheer up and be glad in it. Good day.